The king. Do you remember that old Bart Simpson meme? The one where where the whole class looks at him. <laughs> say the line, Bart. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. I've been waiting a whole month to say this again. Mitch Brown! <laughs> Welcome back to Motorsport 101. Baby, I've been waiting a month to get that one off my chest again. It's just too good. Welcome to episode 371 of Motorsport 101. I'm your friendly neighbor and host, Dre Harrison. And welcome back to Formula E. We had the first ever race in Jakarta. I, I will pronounce this right eventually. Like, I've been struggling for the last two weeks, and I don't know why. Like, I think we might have already chased off all of our Indonesian viewership. Man, just like how I ended that other episode, Trey, it's Jakarta, like the Magna Carta, like Microsoft in Carta. Come on, you got this. Jakarta. <laughs> yes. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's, again, it's literal Bart Simpson to me with the whole class just going wild, like, I didn't do it. Yeah! <laughs> I got it right. Okay, we got there in the end. Apologies to all Indonesian listeners left. Rezi, if you're listening, I know you're on our Discord server. If you're listening, I'm sorry, okay? I I hope you enjoyed the fact that your country had a Formula E race because that's exactly what we got. It was a Formula E race that definitely happened. I can confirm. But uh, with me, as usual, we got... All right, Eric King. Hello, sir. How's it going? Yes, I am... Somewhat glad I'm here. Uh, I've staked everything on Jaguar not winning the championship. And just like anyone facing The Undertaker in a buried alive match, I've I've dug the grave. I'm really hoping uh, I don't get pushed in there. (laughs) So so in other words, King, are you admitting that uh, you're not quite as confident about this bet as you were at the start of the year now? A mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. (laughs) I don't know about you, but... We're in range again. It's a good feeling back here at Shea Harrison, knowing that my one good prediction so far this year is back in the running. And uh, we, we, there is hope. There is hope again. In the, it, it, it was, I, I thought after Monaco, and I thought, how did you botch that one up? I'm just sitting there going, you know, Jaguar in a Jaguar again. But no, we're back. We're back in this. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch, Mitch is in range, you know. Like, like, unfortunately, the constructors is probably like a bit of a reach here because Sam Bird is continuing to shit the bed. And uh, S- Sam, stop replicating your favorite football team, Manchester United. It's not good out here for anybody involved. <laughs> oh, God. Man's driving like he's in the Europa League, <laughs> the oh. Europa Conference League. <laughs> oh. We're not here for this. Oh, RJ, send me some reassuring words, please. If you can, <laughs> this is a uh, this is a uh, this is a uh, tough for all of our out Indonesian listeners as well. <laughs> uh, I just want to say that for the record. Uh, n- nice to know you've covered all the bases at least, because uh, that 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 was funny. You know, it was also funny reading the news a couple of days ago and seeing that Theo Porcher was linked with with a four minute redrive for roughly three hours before the man himself. Popped on Twitter and the cry that is fake news, which I thought, wow, that, that, that's a Wednesday for you. Um, <laughs> like, 
it, it goes to show you as well that Formula 2 is kind of bought. But that's a, that's a discussion for another podcast entirely. But uh, Theo, come to Formula E. It's fun. You know, there, 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 I'm sure there'll be plenty of There may not actually on. be an open slot for you on the Formula 1 grid anywhere. Because at the going rate, everything's hinging on a bunch of moves that may or may not actually happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's like, like I was, I said to RJ before we even started, like as it stands, the favorite option here is that the grid doesn't move at all next year. And I'm like, when was the last time we said that about a Formula One season where all 20 seats might end up staying the same? You know, this might, um, you know, this might actually be a, a good endorsement for Formula One uh, to expand its constructors championship prize pool to allow the facilitation of at least an 11th team, but. You know, this isn't a Formula One podcast today. This is a Formula E podcast. You, we can't talk about Andretti here. They just left. <laughs> you know, we, we can't have that. They're still but, here. BMW is not here, but Andretti is. Well, yeah, I guess you could say that. I got confused with the brand for a minute there. Right, Jakarta E3. Now, this was an interesting one up the front. We had a, a very dicey three-way fight for the win, to be fair. We had Mitch Evans, uh, John Eric Verne, and Eno Mortara. Uh, scrap it out. Uh, a very true tactical race, I think is the way we could describe it, um, over this one. Just a second covering the three of them going over the line. We had all sorts uh, of, uh, of swapping around and switching as the race went on, and that, that was interesting. We'll talk a little bit about the track itself and the layout, because there was a lot of talk from the drivers regarding that. There was a lot of opinions going around. Good to hear the majority of them positive which is uh, rare for a new track these days. Normally, we just talk about how much the place sucks whenever we get there. Formula One, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> we we remember Miami. It, it wasn't that long ago, I'll tell you. And uh, yeah, some some more horrible luck befelling our favorite tuned voice actor, Nick DeFreeze, who, uh, shall we say, gentlemen, got lottered again at the end of this one. <laughs> I hate that I'm now des- describing it as a verb. but At, it, at he- his home race. Yes, he is part Indonesian. It does count as his home race. I see. I did not know this until I watched this race that he was half Indonesian. Like, like that, that's uh, that was qu- quarter, quarter. Oh, quarter. Okay, there we go. <laughs> did not know that. Wow. Um, we're cultured. We're learning out here today. But uh, yeah, geez, I did not. I did not realize that. But uh, yeah, sadly, he got lottered. And uh, it, it didn't end well over the course of that one. And we'll talk a little bit about the title picture as well as we go. But in the meantime, there's some places you can find us real quick. We're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitch at Twitch.tv forward slash Motorsport 101 underscore. We're on Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101 for the final personal handles. You can at Harrison 101 HD at RJ O'Connell and at Ryan Eric King. And you can find all of our content, whether it be YouTube, uh, all our written content, all our podcasts on the website, motorsport101.com, including our Patreon details, patreon.com forward slash motorsport1. They can, they, can, uh, they can back us on there for, if you want to help us out financially, some cool stuff on there as well. So thank you. And who wants anyone that goes out of their way to do that? Thank you very much. But uh, yeah, let's get into the Jakarta Repuri. Mm. Oh, yeah. What a fun Jakarta finish. Yeah. <laughs> We had an intense battle, tactical battle, across the 45 minutes of race that we had. And the winner out of all this, Mitch <laughs> Mitch Evans. Uh, third win of the season for the Leomana Jaguar, finishing just ahead of John Eric Byrne and Eduardo Martara. 
The po- the podium was covered by less than a second as they oh, came yeah. across the line. Uh, so, folks, what did you make of the ending of this inaugural Jakarta Ypres? I must admit, I am very proud of myself when I watched this race back for one thing, where I called the fact that Mortara would leave his second attack mode late enough where it would leave a nice big space of track where Mitch Evans could take his final attack mode and come out directly in front of Mortara and lose no ground. And I was like, yep, that's how Mitch is winning this race. And that is exactly how he won this race in the end. It did also help that he had a... uh, um, you know, a, a lunge, a great lunge at the uh, at the hairpin before the attack mode zone on Vern, which caught Vern completely off guard. Um, turns out Vern was uh, quite worried about that. Like, you know what they say about about bad worksmen, right? They immediately blame their tools, and uh, that's that, that, that's what we got. He said, you know, he had the car and I had a had a battery performance problem. The, the, the battery was too hot. They were trying to cool it down, and apparently that was why. Uh, Jeff coughed up the win to, to Mitch. Um, all I will say is, is that Vern, I think, was having a bit of a sulk. <laughs> mm, though it was it, it was the hardest race of the year so far. It was. I, yeah, I know, sweltering. 33 degrees um, <sighs> in, in the air, which is uh, a bit warm, to say the least. I think that's about, I think that's about nine, low that 90s. 91.4 in old yeah. money. There you go. Uh, 91.4 in American freedom units. Um, but yeah, like they, it was a lot like the Formula One race at Catalonia where when the heat goes up, the cars go wrong. Um, and that's always an entertaining and intriguing prospect uh, for that to happen. And yeah, Vern was managing his car on the way in and that did not help. And by the end, he was actually more under pressure from Mortara for third than he was with trying to fight Evans for the win, because he had a fan boost as well, and he just couldn't get close enough to pass Mitch's car, even with a fan boost attempted to turn one. That's a long straight on, on the home straight of uh, Jakarta as well, and, it's, and yeah, that was where a lot of the overtaking moves were happening, and it just didn't work out in that sense. So, I mean, Tig, what did you make of it at the front, at least? <laughs> it was... It was certainly a day for... Well... Who, who, it was certainly a day for the drivers who seem like they're going to be the title contenders. You know, mm. the, the strongest cars, like the hot races tend to develop in a way where the people with the best car are the only people who have a chance at winning. Right, right. You know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bit more of a car performance heavy race where, you know, you know, pecking order comes into play a bit more. Yeah, that's why you saw both the Tachitas up front. Mm. Uh, you saw, you know, you saw Stoffel. You saw, yeah, you saw Stoffel and Eduardo Montaro. This, you know, the factory and the and the customer Mercedes out front alongside the Jaguar. Yeah, the big power unit teams and Stoffel reckoned he could have been up there, but for the second time this season, Stoffel missed the attack mode activation. Uh. <laughs> oh, he did it in Saudi Arabia at the top of the season as well, if I remember correctly. And I think that's the second time he's done that this year. And he finished, I think it was something like three seconds off the win or four or five seconds off the win where he reckons he could have had a shot of getting into that leading group for the win if it wasn't for missing the attack mode activation point. Whoops. <laughs> Stoffel, this is not very Stoffel season of you. Um, still has the championship lead for what it's worth, but it was certainly... 
a reduced margin. It's only a five-point gap now at the front between him and Jeff, who got an 11-point game with the second and the pole position bonus points as well. Because you forget, we get three bonus points for pole in this series, which, uh, you know, certainly helped pad the numbers a little bit. But, uh, yeah, Mitch Evans made a little bit of history. He's now in the free winners club for a Formula E season, which is, it doesn't sound that prolific, <laughs> but it does for how crazy Formula E gets. He's only the fifth man in the history of the series to win three races in a season. Can you guess the other four, gents? Um, let's see. Was it... DaCosta has to be one. Correct. Season six. Wemmy has to uh, be one for season two. Correct. Um, Jeff? Did Vern win three races in a season? Correct. Yep, season four. Uh, what about what about uh, the struggling Sam Bird? Did he win three races in a season one point? Mm, he's, he's a, he's a one-hitter quitter. No, there's one more man <laughs> you got you got to get. Gosh. Um, it can't be Lucas, can it? The Butcher. Yes. Um, Brazilian Brazilian Musk himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, yeah, Lucas Degrassi season three well, was when he when he tripled up in that season when he won his title in season three. So, yeah, Mitch is in is in the three wins in a season club. He's still twelve points off the top of the title race at the moment, which is. Quite crazy, all things considered. That you know, normally three wins puts you in title shot in in, in in you know in Formula E, but we've had four big hitters in this championship, and now it's everybody else. Because you see Stoffel on one twenty one, Vernon on one sixteen, Mortara is still here on one fourteen. He's not coming away. Um, it, it might it might be Edo season. Who knows? You know that 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 Venturi is still looking damn solid. And, um, Seven more races left, assuming nothing else gets called off from from Marrakesh to Seoul. Yeah, we got we, we still got it's Marrakesh next, and then three triple the three double headers to to close out the year. Oh. Uh, so we still have seven races to go. I still wouldn't even rule out Robin Frines, who's in fifth place, who's forty points off the top. That's like he's he's fourth and he's in no man's land right now. And this is a guy that's had two donuts in his last four rounds in terms of scoring. So it's still pretty crazy um, that we we like the new format with the duels and the qualifying. It does seem to have worked. It's kept like we said going into the year that we felt like Mercedes are probably going to be top of the pile. We reckon DSG Cheetah will be around the top. We reckon Venturi would be around the top, and then. Maybe the second group of Jaguar, Envision, and Porsche. You look at the championship standings, that's pretty much exactly where we're at right now. Yeah. Like, like Though I do, I do long for the good old days of half the field being in title contention at this point. <laughs> like, Who's I, to I say think, it can't happen? No, I don't think we'll get to quite the craziness of last year where 16 dudes could have won the title two races out, but it's still, I would say, at least five guys in the mix with seven to go. So it's 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 promising in that sense. I mean, it's looking like a four-way fight, which, and yep. four is plenty. Four, like, four plenty and from four different teams. That's great. We love it. Like, Mercs, DSG, Venturi, and Jaguar all have at least one horse in this fight. And Robin's not a million miles out in fifth with Envision either. You know, like, there's an outside chance to get in there. I don't, I'm not sure Envision's got the car to win races, which might ultimately stop Robin from getting in the mix. But 
he's not a million miles out, and that certainly helps. So yeah, like besides all of that, like th- th- we've 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 certainly got a fight on our hands here. Um, but should we talk a little bit about Indonesia itself and the fact that we you know, we had our first race over here? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We got a uh, we got rave reviews from from a lot of people. Uh, let's. I want to read some quotes uh, first from Nick DeVries, again, who's half Indonesian, reigning champion. Nick DeVries said, quote, I think the event has been great. I think the excitement from all the fans, the passion and the kindness and welcoming from everyone has been really great. I hope to come back next year. Hopefully we'll pull off a night race to cool things down (laughs) a little bit. Here's what our winner, Mitch Evans, said, quote, the fans were incredible. They've always been very supportive of motorsport. I think for Formula E, it's very important to come to Indonesia. It's obviously a huge population. The whole event has been really smooth. The track's been great. I'm hoping we come back next year. Just maybe a little bit colder would be nice. See, you start to see a theme here. The New Zealander said it was a bit too hot. What does that tell you? (laughs) Whoa, whoa, it snows in New Zealand. (laughs) So's in New Zealand right now. Because uh, Southern Hemisphere, baby. And, of course, oh, our championship well, leader, Stoffel Van Dorn, said, it's a different challenge, and it just makes it interact so differently with the tire behavior in here, with the heat like we've had today. It just makes that even more tricky to get the car in the right window and to extract the pace from it. I think they've done a really good job. The tarmac wasn't breaking up in this heat. We've seen a lot of other circuits where it's happened. <laughs> so... <laughs> I admittedly uh, am running quarterback for this because I did not get to catch that much of Jakarta. But from what I did see, particularly during qualifying, I liked it. What do y'all make of the track and the layout at Jakarta? Oh, I'm I'm in two camps. Mm. One camp, great flowing circuit, overtaking opportunities, fantastically designed. And then that's where I go to the other side, where fantastically designed this wasn't really a street circuit it was basically purpose built for formula e and it's sort of between this and uh soul down the road and even some degree marrakesh uh formula e is heading in this direction where it's basically becoming formula one light in a way yeah where Formula One, they, they want to go to all these new markets, usually at the behest of large national governments to race mm. in their countries on their behalf. Formula E is they're going to all these cities to race for these mayors on the behalf of certain municipalities. So it's <laughs> literally just like Formula One, but one step lower, which... Uh, I don't think that's what Formula E should be going for. But isn't that what right. all these anoraks wanted Formula E to be? They they weren't going to watch this if it was just Mickey Mouse cars on Mickey Mouse street circuits that aren't <laughs> that fast. And, and to be fair, this is this is a well designed track. It does feel like it is very mm, Gen three proofed, shall we yep. say? I guess, but it's only two point three kilometers long. Like it's barely a mile. Like it's, it. If I agree with King to an extent here that it does. It is starting to feel like Formula One light, and these cars are going to be fast next year. We're talking two hundred mile an hour, four hundred and fifty roughly brake horsepower equivalent. Um, once you convert the uh, kilowatt power um, to um, you know horses and whatnot, but like. <sighs> 
I said to King the other day, like my favorite track on the calendar is Marrakesh, and it's kind of similar in that it's not really a street circuit. It's a custom-built track, which is what Formula E, when it started out, was trying to avoid being. Like it, I remember their very first test race they ever did was at Donington, and it felt so out of place having those cars race around Donington. I remember watching that test race on YouTube because they put, they put the whole race on there, and I was sitting there going, this doesn't add up. And now we're yeah. starting to get to the point where half the calendar are these custom-built tracks, but like F1, but that's like, look, Jakarta is half the size of an average F1 track at this point. Like, 2.3 kilometers? It's a baby. It's like racing around baby park in Mario Kart. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it's it's leading towards the way it leading towards the way of being Formula One in cities, even though Formula One is also getting more and more street circuits, so it's sort of redundant. Yeah, it's like, it's like Formula One's going the other way. It's like, no, no, we want every street circuit we can think of. We're bringing F1 to the fans, and Formula E was like... And if we can't find streets suitable for it, we'll just make a track with a flavor of a street circuit in some parking lot in a football stadium. Yeah, <laughs> it works, and... Look, I don't like. I mean, I also agree with King. It's a well-designed track. I, I love, especially the first top. There was plenty of overtaking opportunities. You know, it was a good, a good straight. There was multiple places you could pass people. I liked where the attack mode was. You lost time, but not too much. There was a lot of places you could pass somebody. Um, there was a good variety. It was a good layout for these cars. It was a good fit. It's just. I'm not sure what the direction of this series is going in at the moment because, like, Formula E needs to stand out and differentiate itself from being just another, like, like the one thing I would always hope Formula E would never be would be Formula One lights. I don't want it to be that. I want it to stand out in its own merit. And I know it's hard to do that anyway because, as King said, Formula One's going more and more street circuit heavy because no one's building a new racetrack in this economy, for crying out loud. But it just feels like they're converging a little bit too much for my likings. I looked at this and I was like, you know, like I, 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 you know, King's going to kill me for this one, but like, do you remember it reminded me of Santiago where the pavement was breaking up every two seconds. And I was like, this is proper yeah. Formula E. This, yeah. this, this is a proper shithouse race. Where it's <laughs> like, like the, the tarmac was breaking up because of all the heat and cars were sliding around. And yeah, it was a bit shithouse. But that was Formula E. We enjoyed that shit. But yeah. this feels like the opposite. Because I... Because I think in some ways Jakarta is the right thing for F1. Because I I mean for, for FE, where I always envisioned Formula E as being somewhat champ car-esque, where they would have races in markets either left behind or neglected by Formula One. Like, mm. you know, how like the Rome Street Race or, you know, the Berlin Street Race in the years that we hadn't had a German Grand Prix in a I while. I still think back to when they were racing in Switzerland. Uh, that was cool. It, yeah, they were they were literally the only series that could race in Switzerland. They had a golden opportunity to make a marquee event. And, you know, they got Monaco, but... I don't know. Yeah, and I, and I, thought, I thought Santiago could be that event, but due to recent Chilean pol political events over the past couple of years. They haven't been Puncha back to Chile Este. 
or anywhere in South America. Because I thought, based off the drivers they had, like Lucas Degrassi, that mm. like they would really get a big following in South America, where F1 has sort of neglected with Brazil being the only round in South America now. Mm. But mm. again, they too have left South America behind. Termelts Rios del Hondo. Make it happen. It's the best racetrack in the world. Um, but uh, no, like you're you're right. I mean, at least we are getting Brazil again next year, at least. But you make a very solid point in that you know that is a unique opportunity that I think Formula E is neglecting to a degree because, like, going to Indonesia is cool. But as everybody else has pointed out, everybody's going to Indonesia at the moment. Southeast Asia has become like. This huge untapped market in motorsport because MotoGP and World Superbike topped on that wagon a few years back with racing in Thailand. We just had the first MotoGP race in Indonesia for 25 years, and that is going to be a staple, I reckon, early flyaway round um, going forward. You know, they know that, like, they're bike crazy in that part of the world. So it feels like. Formula E's chasing other series' tails, to a degree? I'd say, in a good note, they they are beating F- Formula 1 back to South Africa next year. They're going to go going to be at Cape Town next season. That's great. Uh, they're going to be in the actual racing heart of India next year, southern India. They're going to Hyderabad. Mm. Uh, so those are two good additions to their schedule. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm glad they are tackling these new places, but, you know, Give these tracks a little bit more character because, yeah. like, this is this felt very much like a baby Formula One race. Because honestly, my go to sign in knowing whether a circuit was purpose built for Formula E or not are where are the road markings? You normally see crosswalks, yes. you see bus lanes, and you see things like that you normally see on a public road. The Jakarta racing surface, blank canvas. Yeah, it's just. They, they they built this sucker just for this. You could tell from the aerial shots that they they built this sucker just for this. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just part of the fun of the series is the fact that it wasn't racing at places like this. And I think the series loses a little bit of its character when it does things like that. It's a shame because, like I said, like the the layout of the track itself was great. Um, you know, the, the temperature and, you know, threw up some curveballs, which was, which was fun. It had a direct impact Mm -hmm. on the win, which is good. Um, you know, it should challenge the teams and Hey, if we got the monsoon conditions that were teased on Friday, then, oh boy, (laughs) that would have been interesting on those, uh, all weather tires, but, uh, it was okay. I just, you know, it just feels like Formula E strayed a little bit away from its roots. And I'm not the biggest fan of that. Like, like. Do things that will make your series stand out. And I don't mean really corny qualifying intros. Like, you know, take the series to places that you don't normally see. Like, and as King said, places like Hyderabad is going to be really intriguing next year to see, to see how that turns out. Because I know India has been dying for some more motorsport. Yeah. Like that. So that's going to be very intriguing. Yeah, um, it's it's a completely underserved market. I- I don't know. I, I don't think uh, the Jakarta E Prix is like the the number one example of like Formula E selling out to try to appease uh, a demographic that was never going to get on board with it anyway. Mm-hmm. But but I do. But I did worry that like they're going to start selling themselves out to try and appease a demographic that was never going to get behind them and always thought they were going to be a joke regardless of the circumstances. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, it's like, hey guys, you wanted some proper tracks? Here's some proper tracks! And I'm like, no, this is not... And then the people that have been watching from day one are like, no, we, we liked the fact you didn't go to these places. Uh, apart from that time you raced in Battersea Park, we don't talk about that. Um, that, that was messy. But um, yeah, I, I completely agree um, on, on that one. You know, just, like, dance with the one that brung you. Monaco's a fine... <laughs> like, Monaco's a fine exception because... The cars are a better fit for the track than what Formula yeah, One is. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. Formula One is a street track. I mean, Monaco yeah. is a street track. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it sometimes because we're just so used to going there. But like, I, I completely, I, yeah. I mean, that was a bit of a brain fart on my part there. <laughs> play it down, play it down. But um, yeah, like I, could, I completely agree with those the sentiments. Like, so dance with the one that brung your Formula Eight. It's way more fun that way. Trust me. Honestly, but, uh, yeah. Um, also, you know, it it would be nice if your if your journalists would get if you could pay just like more than two journalists to go to your vets. Um, in that the, would in help. the terms of the championship, um, Nick DeVries, a uh, gentleman we talked about, um, he suffered a puncture when Andre Lauder hit him from behind. Lauder finished out out of the points after a five second penalty dropped into eleventh, but Nick DeVries did not finish the race. Uh, he is now fifty six points back of championship leader Staffa Van Dorn with seven races to go. There are still up to 175 points on the table, not including bonuses. Does he have enough time to get this back? He's right on the brink, is what I would say. He'd have to probably win five out of the last seven to really... And that just does not happen in this series. Uh, like, like we've not seen that sort of dominance since Buemi in season two, where they, he had blatantly the best car, and he was really good at it. God, remember and, when Edams had the best car? It's like it feels like donkeys years ago. Like it, it's, it was that long ago, but. It, I feel bad for Nick. He got lottered. I mean, has there ever been a puncher in a Formula E race? It's been a long uh, time. A long time ago. Like, it was one of the early, like, it happened frequently in the earlier seasons when it was easier to make wheel-to-wheel contact. Yeah, yeah, and the wheels were a lot more exposed as well. Um, those, those were the days. Um, yeah, God, it, feel, like, it, was, it felt like forever and a day ago when that was a thing and we we had two wheel errors because Oliver Rowland lost the tire I don't think I've ever seen a wheel fall off of a Formula E car like that yeah the whole damn wheel fell off with Oliver Rowland and that you know we had a very very quick like like a whole safety car that was in and out within two laps to fix that and we had a whole 90 seconds of added time at the end of the race which I thought was quite funny um, I was like, oh, we got a bit of extra time. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can have one more lap. Just, just add that lap back on. It's fine. Um, that, that will do. But uh, it's Merckx has got the car to do it because I, I think Merckx have the best, you know, have the best car in the field is what I would say on paper. But the problem is, is that they have Stoffel Van Dorn leading the charge, and He's in a very tight title race at the moment. As mentioned, there is 12 points covering the top four between him, Jev, Mortara, and Mitch Bruh. It's gonna is it gonna get to the point where Merckx tells Nick, Do you mind stepping aside for Stoffel so he can win we can try and win both I titles mean, here? 
I Are mean, we at that point? Van Dorn almost has what double the points, almost double. Yeah, nearly it's, double. It's sixty-five to one twenty-one. It's almost double. It's not mathematically impossible that Nick DeBrace can come back from this, but he is go- the the best case scenario for Nick DeVries is that he's just going to have to pick up as many podiums as he can to help secure Mercedes the team's championship on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you mean, like, I know Gary, they spoke to Gary Paffett after the race, who's still the team manager in that Mercedes hub, and he pretty much said that, you know, he was asked, do you think DeVries' title is over? And he said, pretty much was basically his response to that um he said yeah it's probably done for him so if that's the logic that his own employers have got at the moment it it might be the beginning of the end for nick's nick's reign and hey it might be the beginning of the end of his time in fe if you still believe the williams f1 rumors going around so hey it might not be all <laughs> that bad for nick in the end it might fall up into something well, it depends if you describe losing your FE title and going to F1 as uh, moving up. I, I don't know. You, you could be the judge at home on that one. But I I, I, I think the call is going to come from Mercedes pretty soon to say, look, you want to win both titles. You know, the, the, the drivers is looking a bit precarious. It's very, very close. The teams, they've got a 16-point lead in the team's title over Tichita. And, and Venturi are only a point behind them. So the top three are covered by by seventeen points, and the constructors too. So it's close all around. So you know it might be if they want to hedge their bets and play their cards a certain way, it might be time for them to set to sell Nick. Look, look at the scoreboard, mate. It might be time to just you know we're all in on Stoffel, even though you know. He's, he's leaving at the end of the season anyway, which I think is still quite funny. But hey, you got to win what's right in front of you, right? And I'm sure Mercs will want to defend their title. Um, or titles, I should say. Uh, you know. But uh, still, Mitch is in range. Mitch is only 12 points back. Let's go, Mitch Evans. I need one prediction <laughs> to come through. I need one. Just give me one, okay? I need... Like, Mitch, I know if you're listening out here, like, I'm cheerleading for Jaguar. This is, this is unthinkable. Right, I I need this, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need this. So, Mitch, if you can, couple more of these wins, boss man. All right, just 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 throwing that out there. We'll give you a hundred um, million dollars. How about one hundred fifty? Two hundred. Is, is he is he playing golf? No, maybe he's not getting out well, on the PGA he's, Tour, is he? He's he's <laughs> playing he's playing golf amplified. Mm, 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 mm. Live on YouTube for the world to see. Um, Live on YouTube. Hey, 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 hey. I see what you did there. It's such a stew. It's God. I can't believe they. That's so. (laughs) That's so clever of them. I cannot believe it's going to be bad when the public investment fund starts funding F one podcasts. No, it's going to be terrible. And it's already awkward enough. When 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 my podcasting heroes are being bankrolled by DraftKings to do their own F one podcasts. I know. Yeah, <laughs> come on, stay in your own turf. <laughs> stay here. The reputation is here. We all want to win those podcast awards. The majors are all on this side of the line. Okay, this is what we do here. Okay. Also, Porsche tested their Gen Three Four Marie car, and it looks mean. I just thought I'd point that out, but I saw that with Verline the other day. The Porsche already testing their car, and I was just like, "It looks like a stealth bomber." 
this, this is cool and also terrifying. It's it's interesting to see what these looks like uh, outside of the context of uh, official Formula E renders that were released a while ago. Oh yeah, it, it's fun. It is definitely fun to say that. Right, Formula E is back. We're taking a little break from the series. We'll be back in a month's time, um, and that'll be at Marrakesh on July third. So Marrakesh, yeah. the fever. Yeah, the fever. One of our favorite rounds to go to. We do like Marrakesh. That should be a fun one um, on that one. Marrakesh on July 3rd. So check that out if you haven't already. Right. Uh, let's get out of here, folks. You had a fun time on this one. Please, you can find us one more time. YouTube and Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. Our handles at Harrison101HD, at Ryan Eric King, at RJ O'Connell. And if you check out Cam and our other shows, he's at CBuckley917. We're on Instagram, Motorsport101Pod. Check us out on there for all the content, as well as our website, Motorsport101.com, for all of our details on there, including our Patreon page. Check us out on there. All the links you need are on that site. Enjoy Le Mans weekend and all that. Well, I hope you had, hope you had a good time with that. We'll be back for Formula One at Baku. Was I like to call it the shithousery Grand Prix because shithousery always happens in Baku. Well done, then. Until next time, I've been Dre Harrison, David R.J. O'Connell, and Ryan Eric King. And until next time, sayonara. Later, y'all. Bye. So you're telling me Jack Nicholas turned down 125 mil just to show up? Yep. I am I'm in a fucking fever dream. <laughs> hey, at least the Indy Racing League was only spawned at the behest of good men like Bernie Ecclestone. <laughs>